in the sacred moment. We open to the all that is, to the one source of all of life, to the one intelligence back of everything. We open to this here and now moment. We open our hearts and our minds to all that is yet to come this morning and to all that has ever been. Knowing that each one of us is a perfect and intentional expression of the divine, we consciously intentionally bring ourselves into community this morning. We bring ourselves to a place of receptivity where the meditations as they are spoken can move into and through us. And we give thanks for this time of stillness of stopping the routine of our daily lives and coming together in spiritual community. And so I know this morning as Chris speaks to us of the sacredness of the ancestors, the sacredness of all that has brought us to this moment, that each one of us receives just the right something to move us along our own journey. And so with open and receptive hearts, we move into this time grateful for one another and grateful to the one who brought us all here. So I release this prayer knowing its power, trusting absolutely that it has opened this sacred space. And so we simply allow it to be open joyful, beautiful, graceful. And we affirm this together by saying, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Diana, for a beautiful introduction. Welcome. Welcome home. I'd like to welcome you home to your own mystic heart as well as to our beloved community and hopefully you will feel at home here as well. Home to your own mystic heart because that is where your answers lie. So we will access some of those answers this morning but first let's sing together. Dalton. Welcome home to your mystic heart Lay aside whatever came before Let your own intuition start To guide you to heaven's door Welcome home to your mystic heart Lay aside whatever came before Let your own 
ocean star to guide you to heaven's door. Welcome home to your mystic heart. Lay aside whatever came before. Let your Feel free to join us in our monthly chant, May You Find Peace. Last chance for this one. Chris Johnson, prayer practitioner here at Mystic Heart and devoted husband to our pastor and spiritual director, Reverend Diana, and I'd like to welcome you home. 
If you are comfortable doing so, I'd like to invite you to gently close your eyes for this portion and take a moment to expand your awareness to those around you. Feel the divine spark within you and then expand out and see or feel the spark within the people around you. Each one a spark of radiance in the global web of consciousness. And now spiral out to include family, friends, neighbors, all those in our city, our county, our state, all those throughout the world. Connected by spirit, we celebrate our oneness with all of humanity and with all of creation. We see all the animals, plants, soil, rivers, lakes, air, the planets, the stars, and the galaxy all shining with the same divine light that we are. One life, one spirit, expressing an infinite variety. Now let your consciousness spiral out even further beyond time into the ancient past and into the distant future. I invite you to remain grounded in the truth of who and whose we are as we join together in exploring this month's theme, honoring the sacred and the subject of today's contemplation, honoring our ancestors. This week marks the celebration of El Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day. All of these commemorate those who have gone before us that are no longer walking the earth with us. It is a time of remembrance of the people who literally made us who we are. Those who crafted who we would become, crafted the world we were born into, and whose legacy we have inherited. They are the giants upon whose shoulders we stand. We are here lar largely because of those who came before us. We are each independent avatars of spirit, but our relative experience has been shaped by our experiences and our genetics and the teachers and teachings we have accepted. By looking back at our ancestors, we behold where we came from and we can chart the direction our lives have taken and use that map to find our way into our own future. We can see the evolutionary pattern and consciously work with it to co-create our lives in the most beautiful, power, empowering way possible. When we identify and honor our ancestors, both familial and spiritual, we hold them in their proper place, a place of gratitude. The ancient wisdom of our ancestors is still alive within us in what Carl Jung called the collective unconscious, or what Ernest Holmes referred to as the human race consciousness. All the thoughts, ideas, and feelings ever experienced by the human race are available to us by plumbing the depths of our shared subconscious mind. 
as we extend our awareness within with the intention of accessing this ancient wisdom. We find it inspiring us and revealing itself to us. This is the divine mind thinking through us and as us. I invite you to open your inner ear to inspiration as I read this poem written by Native American elder Martha Kyobe Erickson, better known as Mom Feather. It's called Ancient Voices. Did you listen today? What did you hear? The ancient ones call and we feel them around us, but we do not listen. We no longer hear the voices in the wind as the leaves and branches tell us stories. The moon brings us messages and we do not see them. We are too busy with the world created by man. Take your children back, back to the times when the voices were heard and the signs were given. Go back before the importance of creation leaves us forever. The voices of the ancestors may have been silenced by the death call, but they are only a whisper away. Their music may have faded from our ears, but must we let the delicate sounds of our past go with them? Our children need the teachings that are leaving us forever. Sing the words in a lullaby. Whisper to them as they hear. Lead them, and they will follow. Never let our traditions die. Respected and revered, the old ones still walk with us. They hold our hand to help us, to help us see. They still lead us, and we must follow. We need not let the dreams they had for the future depart this life. This is why they honored us with their wisdom. When they leave us one by one, they take the book with them, leaving a patchwork of dreams on the wish on the web of life. What we do with the patches will help us grow in wisdom. The Earth Mother is bountiful enough for all her children. Working together, we can bring back the unique and powerful voice of our past. Grasp the insights and perceptions in the wind. The future of our children depends on our actions today. Do not let the voices of the ancestors or the echoes of their songs fade away. We don't have to look all the way back to ancient times 
or plumb the subconscious to benefit from the wisdom of our ancestors. Some of it survived in the words of the elders we grew up around. Most of us have had a relative that we look to for advice, inspiration, or simply comfort, whose wisdom resonated with us as truth in our heart. For me, this was my granddad. My mother's father was my chosen role model and was admired by all of his grandchildren. As Dalton and Reverend Diana offer this musical tribute, I invite you to hold in mind your favorite elder, one that you knew personally, and think of the gifts they bestowed upon you. As for me, Granddad, this one's for you. Tell me about the good old days. 
I'd like to bring you back up for your meditation. I thought I had another little thing there, but I didn't. So we shift our awareness now to imagine in the mind's eye an image. Let us call to mind the image of a sponge and how it soaks up water upon contact. If there are dyes or other contaminants in the water, these are infused into the sponge as well. This is an analogy for how consciousness works. Consciousness is like a vast sea with nearly eight billion little sponges floating along, bumping into one another. Each of these sponges represents the human mind or consciousness, connected by the seawater that infuses each one. <coughs> the water itself contains remnants of all that has ever contacted it, and by the process of osmosis, these remnants enter the sponge as well. As has been suggested this morning, human consciousness, and by association, our individual consciousness, is shaped by our ancestors, by our parents, by our DNA, our culture, and our conditioning. The patterns of thought that make up and infuse the mental atmosphere have existed for millennia and are continuing to be formed by everything we think, say, and do as a human community. Someday in the distant future, we will be the ancestors for future generations. Our pictures will be on display. What will they represent to our children, to our grandchildren? 
This question draws our awareness to how important it is that we keep our attention focused on what we want to see more of in our lives and in the world. What imprint do we wish to leave on future generations? I take this contemplation into the silence.
bringing our attention back to this time and place. I acknowledge that wherever my awareness is focused, especially when infused with emotion, I am in creating an imprint in the race mind. I am contributing to either peace or violence, love or fear. Whether I am aware of it or not, it is what it is. And it does what it does. In this sacred moment, in this holy place, I commit to building the awareness, determination, and consistency required to engage in the deep soul work of cleaning the lenses of my perception so that I might come to be known as a peaceful, positive, compassionate, and loving influence. May each of us be a powerful and beneficial force for good, an ancestor who was part of the solution. And from this place of deep presence and intentionality, we open once again to the inspiration offered by Chris this morning. In gratitude, our hearts and minds are open. Thank you, Reverend Diana. As we conclude the Teze segment of our gathering this morning, I would like to offer another poem, this one written in the Zulu tradition by Mazisi Kunene in praise of the ancestors. Even now, the forefathers still live. They are not overcome by the power of the whirlwind. The day that sealed their eyes, that did, that did not conquer them. Even the tall boulder that stands over them casts only a humble shadow over their resting place. They are the great voice that carries the epics. The ancestors have come to listen to our songs. Overjoyed, they shake their hands in ecstasy. With us, they celebrate their eternal life. They climb the mountain with their children to put the symbol of the ancient stone on its forehead. We honor those who gave birth to us with them, we watch the spectacle of the moving mists. They have opened their sacred book to sing with us. They are the mystery that envelops our dreams. They are the power that shall unite us. They are the strange truth of the earth. They came from the womb of the universe. Restless they are, like a path of dreams like a forest sheltering the neighboring race of animals. Yes, the deep eye of the universe is in our chest, 
With it, we stare at the center of the sky. We sing the anthems that celebrate their great eras. For indeed, life does not begin with us. Please join me in prayer. So we give thanks for those upon whose shoulders we stand, for the ancestors that left such a rich legacy, and we acknowledge that we too are creating the legacy we will live to future generations. So I choose in this moment to stay aligned with spirit, to know all creation as my siblings, to know the unity of all life, of all creation, and to remember that what I do to any part of creation, I do to myself. So from this standpoint of unity, I just say thank you, Spirit. Thank you for the reminder that we are all one. Thank you for the reminder that we are our brothers and sisters keepers. We are stewards of Mother Earth. And so we humbly and gratefully receive your guidance as to how to treat one another and our environment. So knowing that this prayer is alive and well in the universe, changing me, changing us, I say thank you, Spirit. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. It's time for us to close our Atese meditation. And as we do, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good in support of the work we do, should you choose to do so. If you're joining us online, you can find our donate uh, page on our website, or you can find our address on the home page and uh, send us a check in the mail if you prefer that. And we thank you in advance for your gifts. And we look forward to hearing our offerings song, Down in My Soul. I've got the music down in my soul. I've got the music down in my soul. I've got the music down in my soul. And the whole wide world is my home. I've got a new day down in my soul. I've got a new day down in my soul. I've got a new day down in my soul. And the whole wide world is my home. I love the silence down in my soul. 
gifts, for the gifts of love, the gifts of support, the gift of prayers. We are so blessed in this beloved community to be supported. And so we just give thanks to Spirit, the source of all good. We give thanks to the hands that brought it, the feet that walked in today. And we simply say thank you. And so it is. Amen. Alrighty. We are working on sponsoring our second acre of land, farmland to be regenerated. Um, they're regenerating the soil so it can actually grow stuff without chemicals. That's nice. So all our uh, coffee money and, and lunch money will be uh, going to uh, the farmersfootprint.us. And I encourage you to go on their website and check them out. They're doing a wonderful work, and we want to be part of it. So I'd like to welcome you to uh, sing our closing song, A Soul's Blessing. Feel free to stay for coffee out on the porch in between. Come on back and join us. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lean the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may God always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. 
Enjoy some coffee on the veranda. <laughs> veranda. The veranda. <laughs> Take a moment to breathe deeply, drawing in as big a breath as we can and holding it for a moment, letting all of that oxygen move through our bodies, and then releasing the breath as we let go and relax into our space. Grateful to be here today in the presence of the One, the One Life, the One Source, the One Essence, One Substance, One Process, the One that I choose to call God, Spirit, Infinite Intelligence, Possibility. that which lives and breathes and moves and has its being through all of its creation. And so I know for each one of us today that each of us is a perfect expression of the divine. I know too that all that is present in this moment, both in form and formlessness, is an expression of the same divinity. I know that all that is yet to come is spirit moving into form and that all that has ever been is the presence of God. So we take this time today to honor the sacredness of life itself, to honor the sacredness of those who have come before us. And so being that we move into conscious conversation today shortly, I invite you to call out the names of all who you wish to bring into the space with you, those who have come before. Bernie. Ellie. Body Estes. Wayne Qualls. 
Glenn Johnston. J.B. Estes. Nancy Purnell. And we feel the presence of all who have come before, those whom we have loved and continue to love in this life. We give thanks for this time coming together to share in community, to share in conversation, to share in wisdom, knowing that all that unfolds here feeds each one of us in just the right and perfect way. And so feeling enlivened by the presence of spirit and spirits in this space, I simply say thank you for your willingness and your time, for spirit's willingness to bring us into community. And knowing that this time is filled with joy and with beauty and with grace for each one of us, I just release this prayer right here and now, trusting that it's already done its work, it's opened this space, it has infused us with its own life, and so we move into this time just deeply grateful. And we affirm this together by saying, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Diana. I'd like to invite you to stand if you feel like it and uh, join us in our opening songs led by Dalton Fitzgerald. Let's make it. 
a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, get up on your feet. Sing the everybody. God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. Do I give thanks for all my blessings? God gives me everything I need. God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings. God gives me Love is my power, love gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings. Love gives me everything. Peace is my source, peace is my source, peace is my power. Peace gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings. Peace gives me everything. Joy is my source, joy is my power, joy gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, joy gives me everything. God, one more time, God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings. God gives me everything I need. One more time. God is my source. God is my power. God gives me everything. Everything I need. Thanks for all my blessings. God gives me everything. Now with the people. God gives me everything. One more time. Now God gives me to remain standing if you if you desire like to embody our vision of a love-soaked world to get your whole body involved in that my body was involved in the music keep that keep that energy going feel the energy in your hands feel your feet grounded to the floor divine creative consciousness coursing through your body now envision with me our world in which peace, joy, abundance, true freedom, and social justice are the rule, not the exception. Where all of humanity practices compassion, generosity, and dignity. Where all of us realize that we are not only responsible for the well-being of our brothers and our sisters, but also for the welfare of our Mother Earth herself. Centered in our awareness of ourselves as instruments of, our, of the one creator, we focus on our deep desire to establish a world in which poverty, hunger, 
homelessness, violence, fear, and greed are things of the past, where all have access to medical care, housing, education, comfort, and creative expression. A world where healthy relationships, dignified work, and a sense of belonging are universal. As we live and act from our highest intentions, we create a world where all people, animals, plants, and the environment are valued as sacred creation. A world in which God's unlimited abundance is allowed to flow freely to all. Where we all are recognized as deserving of the blessings life has to offer and are free to receive them gratefully. Nothing can stop a divine idea whose time has come, so there is no reason we cannot have such a world. We hold this vision steadfastly, knowing, as Nehemiah did, that we are doing a great work so that we cannot come down. I hold this in my heart. I hold this in my mind. I know it is coming into fruition even as we speak. So I call it into being and we anchor it into being together by saying, and so it is. Amen. Thank you. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> All right. I guess we're ready for conscious conversation. Boy, I'm ready now. On our Tuesday this morning, we looked at uh, the legacy into which we were born and at the ancestors as the giants upon whose shoulders we stand. We talked about looking back before our own time to get a long-term view of, of the course of humanity and the direction we were already headed when we got here and how we can use that to plan our course for the future. We also talked a little bit about the concept of the collective unconsciousness, uh, collective unconscious, the, the shared memory of the human race and in which all of humanity's thoughts and feelings are stored. And we'll get back to that a little bit later. Uh, but first, let's explore. Who are our ancestors? Everyone who's come before us. Everyone who's come before us? Our family lineage. Our family lineage. Climbing from our leaf, our branch on the family tree down into the roots. <laughs> Yeah. Any other ideas? Those who brought us here. What's that? Those who brought us here. Those who brought us here. So ancestors literally means those who came before. So, Michael, you were spot on. We generally think of our ancestors in the context of our uh, birth family, those people whose DNA we share. But do we have to be genetically connected no. for somebody to be our ancestor? No. No. How, how do you figure? <laughs> We're all part of the human family. We're all genetically connected. We're all connected physically and spiritually. All connected physically and spiritually. Yeah, if we're one, if we're all one, if, there's, if this unity thing is really a thing, then uh, we're all brothers, sisters, non-binary siblings, we're all in the same family. Even the creations have to go all the way back, you know, the original ancestor was Adam and Eve, and you know, so we're all, we're all in this together. So we can adopt the ancestors that we resonate with. So, and who among us has not uh, 
created a second family, a spiritual family. We're born into a family, we grow up there, we, um, <laughs> then we grow into adulthood and, and we leave the home and go out there and we immediately start collecting our tribe, don't we? Mm -hmm. Find the people that we resonate with that uh, think somewhat the same that we do, not, not exactly because that would be boring, <laughs> but uh, we, we adopt a second family and that's kind of what part of what we're doing here. You know, a lot of people refer to our beloved community as our spiritual family, as, as do I. So that means we can adopt each other's ancestors or other ancestors that have gone before. You know what I've noticed? I just want to interject because I'll lose my thought. Is my second family is my healthy family. My second family is my healthy family. I'm that means you guys are all healthy. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, my birth family was not horribly unhealthy. I, I've, I've known some that were, but, uh, but this is a healthier, healthier place to hang out. So. so how many of you have already adopted ancestors that weren't necessarily part of your birth family. Would you like to share who some of those were? There's a lady that I met, her name is Patria, and she's really psychic. She spent her whole life going to malls and doing that stuff. Yeah. And when I listen to the, the, her wisdom, I'm in awe of the things that she says and knows. It's just really cool to be in her presence. All right, so you kind of adopted her as a grandmother figure? Or yeah. Yeah, all right. Anybody else want to share there? Well, my uh, my aunt was a part of my birth family, kind of, but I didn't meet her until I was an adult. And that's when I started coming out of my shell. She um, taught me how to be a human and then, you know, encouraged me to go from there. Good. My life would have gone a completely different direction. Yeah. When my um, dad passed away when I was 13, my aunt and uncle took me in. And my aunt is his sister, but my uncle is the one that me and him are like this to this day. And so he's not blood, and it is through marriage, but I'm much cl I'm closer to him than any of the blood family. So that, I find that interesting. That That's very interesting, and yeah, and it, it shows a spiritual affinity mm -hmm. uh, that that goes beyond blood ties. It's funny that you brought that up because last night, right when I was going to sleep, sorry, I'm going on and on. No, um, it's a conversation. Okay. That's what it's for. And I do believe in reincarnation and past lives and stuff like that. And I was going to sleep and for some reason he popped in my head and I said, as I was falling asleep, I said, oh, I've known you for, I'm going to cry. I've known you for so long. Yeah. And I fell asleep. <laughs> That's cool. It's, a, it's nice to, Beautiful. That, that, that threshold of sleep is, a, is what I call a liminal space. Um, we'll talk a little bit maybe about imaginal space later on, but it's, it's a little bit out of time, beyond time, I mean, beyond the concept of time, you're in a kind of between heaven and earth, and, and it's, it's nice to get those visitations like that. I mentioned, uh, oh, go ahead. This come a couple of ways for me. I can look back at ancestral lineage as uh, spiritual teachers that I 
I'm strongly drawn to mm -hmm. that are not in this physical world anymore. But um, I've always been drawn to the teachings of Jesus very strongly. And so that feels like an ancestral of a sort. Um, and then also people that, like you said, that, that I meet, that I know I've known before, but not in this lifetime. I have, a, I have an adopted daughter or a couple, but especially one who's fishing right now. Good luck, April. Walked up my door, and I, I just knew that I knew this being from another time, and I have no explanation for that. So that's another way that it can connect for me. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else want to share an ancestor that came from outside the family? Joanne. It took a lot of family and friends that helped raise me because my father and I bummed the land till he could save money to buy a house when I was six and of course we kept touch with all the friends and family that gave him a job or took him in and they were very special to me because it was I was well loved I didn't know I was going back and forth from visiting my mother to living with my father and all these people. So being welcomed into yes. the farm family where your where your dad yes. was working, that's yeah, that's that is definitely a, a second, third, fourth and fifth family. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, you mentioned uh, spiritual spiritual teachers that I've adopted, uh, or that we that we adopt. I uh, had a little list here of Uncle Jesus. <laughs> Uncle Waldo Emerson, <laughs> Uncle Ernie Holmes, <laughs> Auntie Mother Teresa. <laughs> but my musical uncles include Ludwig and Johann and Wolfgang and, of course, Paul McCartney. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, you, you can you can adopt these uh, these people who have been a, a strong influence on you on. Certainly, on, on my spirituality has been informed by by Jesus's message and and also by the Easter teachings. But uh, but I think that's my core teaching that I resonate with mostly. Um, earlier, I promised. Oh, I, I did want to say one. I mentioned my granddad in in the Taze service, and my uh, my sister coined. A term that that turned into a family uh, a family motto, and she said, "What would Granddad do?" <laughs> so she wasn't big on the on the Jesus message, but but she all all the kids our cousins respected their their Granddad real well. So earlier I promised we'd come back and take a look at the idea of race consciousness or the collective unconscious. Um, for the shared memories of the entire human race, and I think probably all of all of life is probably in there somewhere, and we access that through our through our subconscious. It's also sometimes known as the akashic records, so it's it's all in there, you know. It's, um, um, and we share that we share access to that, but it's it's that subconscious mind that uh, ninety to ninety five percent of our brain that we're not that we don't have access to but brain research seems to indicate that long-term memory which kind of lives in that subconscious area might be infinite and so that fits that fits in with god mind really really well in my mind so um, 
So our subconscious mind appears to be our access to the one divine mind or to our portion of the divine or the portion of the divine mind we share. We don't uh, might not have access to the the oversoul mind because uh, God is all that we are, but we're nowhere near all that God is. So I like to use a metaphor of water wells. Many wells can drill down into the same aquifer, right? So if, if there's a great underground lake over Redding and, and I have a well here and you have a well uh, a mile and a half away, we're really drawing from the same source, aren't we? And so that's, that's what I used to kind of illustrate the idea of the, of the divine mind. And if I pollute my well, there's a chance that it could get down into that aquifer and, and pollute your well. So, so think carefully. But, um, but also we have, we have access to each other's memories. That's how psychism works. That's how people read your mind or you, you know the phone's going to ring and it's going to be your sister or you know those things. We've all had experiences of that. And that, that all happens at that subliminal level. So it's a shared resource uh, that we all are consistently drawing from and uh, contributing to. And since it's subconscious, that means we have to work to consciously bring it to our awareness. Uh, Reverend Cynthia Berjold refers to an, uh, an imaginal realm. Uh, it's not imaginary, although we use our imagining faculties to, uh, to access it as that uh, liminal space between the physical and spiritual spheres, spheres kind of like we were talking about on the way to dreamland. Um, and communication here is not face-to-face, -face, but spirit-to-spirit -spirit or heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul. Um, Reverend Cynthia believes that, that it was in the imaginal realm that, uh, that Jesus appeared to, the, to Mary Magdalene and the other apostles, but that's either a whole other Sunday or maybe a 10-week course, so <laughs> we'll leave that for now. But with our belief in race memory and, and an open and receptive heart and, and the will or the attention to connect with one of the great minds that came before us, I believe that we can uh, hear or feel their thoughts accurately. I believe we can have a, a direct access to their wisdom or create a mastermind group with, with those spiritual giants that we uh, that we respect and be informed by that. So has anybody experienced this phenomenon, either with a family member or an adopted ancestor? You mentioned your uncle. Anybody else? You know, I, I don't know if this is exactly what you're speaking of, but I used to always have this dream, and this is before some new thoughts have come through, new knowledge and ways of thinking. And I was like, I'd always have this dream and I was on this like this great roller coaster ride on this beautiful freeway that was gorgeous and it was just my uncle and my mom and they both passed and I didn't really have any knowledge of any of this yeah. this. And um but it was a great um and then I'd have it more frequently when things were kinda of getting tighter and tougher and different things. And now I just and I see it as the beauty of the gift of them telling me we're with you, we're here with you on this this journey. And I always had that. I had that dream so many times. And now I see it and I bring it to my heart when I need it. And I know what they were telling me. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's what you mean, but I just had to. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, especially someone that you didn't know in life or didn't know well in life, and then, but you know you're connected, and it's like they're they're surfacing to say hi. Uh, had a friend that was a photographer in, in high school. He got a he got a new camera, so he gave me his old camera, and we'd go out and, and shoot shoot pictures out in the out in the woods. And uh, he he loved uh, spider webs, and he always took a little spray bottle with him, and he'd spray the web, and then get behind the light, and then take a picture of the of the sun coming through the the dew on the on the spider web. He came up with some great great ideas. But every time I see a spider web with, with dew drops on it, Troy's saying hi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it's mine's a red tailed hawk. Every time I they, every time I'm going through a really hard time, I'll just like fly right they'll come right down in front of my car when I'm driving or they'll I've had them follow me through the lines all the way to my house. <laughs> and I dreamt of my dad right after he passed away and he was a red tailed hawk. But in my dream I knew it was my dad. Yeah, and that, I was about fourteen, and so ever since then, and um, when my grandma passed away, I got a box of pictures from her when I was little, and me and my dad together, and I come to the end, and there's like four photos of red tail hawks in her backyard, and I'm like, oh, why would she give me pictures of red tail hawks in her yard? So now, yeah, so every time I see a red tail hawk, I'm like, hi, dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's watching him. Absolutely, yeah. I I I believe that those are. Messages from the ancestors. Yeah. I truly, I truly do. And I also, I also believe that we can, uh, we can access the wisdom of the spiritual giants that came before. There's, uh, there have been times teaching classes where uh, somebody asked, "Well, what does what does science of mind and spirit teach about?" Da, 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 and, I, and I said, well, Ernest Holmes would say da-da-da-da. And I have absolute certainty that, that I'm on track with that because I spent, I spent that time studying his work and, and kind of getting to, getting to know him, even though I didn't know him personally. So. so the information you get from these imaginal encounters or these liminal encounters in liminal space, if you will. What information <coughs> came to you and and how did how did it help you or how did you use it? I notice sometimes when I've been in I've been in science of minds for ten years or yeah. twenty years. And I'll be sitting there and they'll start talking. I think, what are you even looking at my life? <laughs> it's right at me and I know it's not, but it feels like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way I felt the first time I I came to the Church of Religious Science. It was, it was like cracked my nut open and was rummaging around in the contents and everything, in front of God and everybody. And then I looked around and I and everybody else is going, is she talking directly to me? Everybody. Yeah. What it is, it's a universal experience. You know, we are literally all in this together. That particular teacher used to say, "There's nobody here but us chickens." Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. I get insights on in the garden about something that would be a useful or a good way to go about doing any particular thing. And I have one grandfather that was a gardener. I don't know of any other gardeners in my family. I, there may have been, 
but I always feel like he's in the garden when I'm in the garden and when I have a question in my mind about how could I do this better something always comes and it always works so I take that as his wisdom coming through because I have no training other than you know whatever I find on YouTube <laughs> well, <laughs> don't let her for you. She studied some gardening, but but yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's you also innovate pretty freely out there, and, yeah. and it works. <laughs> so you know that access, that information is accessible. That that wisdom is available. So how might how might that kind of wisdom benefit you? For instance, I would I would say an inventor might might want to uh, go into meditation and contact Thomas Edison or Leonardo da Vinci to kind of get an idea for a new creation. Go ahead. A few years ago, before my husband passed, I had to take down, the garage roof needed to come down. And an apartment building next door was getting turnovers, so I thought, we're going to be nailed if they see our garage roof with the big hole in it. So. I would pray to my father, and he was the carpenter, but I was, he was very old when he had me or whatever, so I yeah. didn't actually work with him. But I prayed and I'd write down, he says, do this, do this, and each day I would write down what to do and how to be safe, because the, it was a rotten garage roof at a separate garage, and I would do what I got, and I'd, I'd push it off with an old broom huge 20-foot boards or whatever and I wanted to be quiet so the neighbors wouldn't report me <laughs> but I got to where uh, the bees were attacking me on one side so I got to where I'd roll it over between the fence and the garage very quietly <laughs> but I got that down and I chiseled away each board and they all threw in the trash week by week by week but I did it safely I'm up there you know 20 feet high looking down at the bare floor of the the garage and scared to death, but uh, and I do get nervous that week, so I had to not be in that position and be safe. And, and I could pick up boards with my toes because I could, I'm over a gap. <laughs> but I did it. If only my husband knew. All I did was get his permission, and while he was at work, I'm doing this. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So you're you're asking for wisdom from your from your dad's carpentry skills. And you, you mentioned a very important thing, you were, you were writing down the answers that were coming to you. So that's, I don't know how many of you do journaling as a regular spiritual practice, but it's a, it's a phenomenal tool. Um, I know I just start writing and the first little bit of it comes out of my head, but then it starts coming from somewhere else. Anybody else have that? I've had that one time with drawing. I've had yeah. just one time, I've heard of automatic writing. Yeah. People, they just almost like aren't even looking. And they're writing, and I, I have, I have read women who run with the wolves, and right after I was inspired to start drawing, and I just began drawing, and I was like, literally, like, how am I doing this? Like, it was insane. Yeah. 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 So, so, getting the body involved, either by drawing or by writing, or, or something, actually helps facilitate that, that access to the, the higher wisdom. We usually refer to the higher wisdom as spirit within us, but uh, but it's spirit within everybody too. So it's all it's all part of that that big ancestral soup, if you will. 
Any other sharing about uh, ancestor contact? I wanted to say we're we're on the cusp right now of three major holidays that were developed to uh, to honor our ancestors. Um, Tuesday, November first is All Saints Day, all, also known as All Hallows Day. Uh, Wednesday, November seventh, the second, I mean, is All Souls Day. And El Dio de los Muertos, on the Day of the Dead, begins on begins on Monday and ends Wednesday the third. So, and Halloween, which is really only a major holiday in the costume, candy, and film industries, uh, <laughs> is actually a contraction of All Hallows Eve, Halloween, Hallowed Evening, um, All Hallows Day being the other name for All, All Saints Day. All Saints Day, or Hallows, All Hallows Day, commemorates the Christian martyrs, martyrs put together for refusing to renounce their faith back in the early, uh, early days of the Christian church, and also for the, uh, the saints that have been canonized by the Catholic Church. And All Souls Day is for the rest of us. <laughs> Just the normal people, family and friends that, that have predeceased us. El Dia de los Muertos, and I learned a lot about this just this week. Um, El, Dilo, El Dia de los Muertos is not just a Mexican version of Halloween. It, uh, it actually began as an Aztec celebration, uh, recognizing death as a part of the life cycle, a necessary part of the life cycle. Um, and it begins at midnight on November 1st with El Dia de los Angelitos, the Day of the Little Angels. And it's believed that the border between the spirit world and the physical world opens just enough to allow the children's spirits to enter into our world and, uh, and visit with their, their parents and their family for, for 24 hours. So from midnight, the morning of uh, November 1st till midnight, uh, the morning of the second is El Dia de los Angelitos. Um, the following midnight, the morning of uh, November 2nd, begins El Dia de los Difuntos, or the deceased, Day of the Deceased. Uh, that's when the barrier between the worlds closes to the children, but opens to those who died as adults. On both days, uh, altars are created called ofrendas, or offerings, and for the children, maybe toys, their favorite candies, um, favorite books, or things that remind the parents of the of the child would be on the ofrendas for the, for the children. It's a little bit different for the ofrendas for the adults. There there might be favorite books and favorite foods, but there's also often tequila and pulque and other other liquors for uh, to, you know, welcome back, you know, that kind of thing. And then um, uh, at midnight on the morning of November 3rd, the portal between the, the worlds closes for, the, for another year. And the private family celebrations give way to the public celebrations that we now know as El Dia, El Dia de los Muertos. Uh, people come together all dressed up. They face, paint their faces like calaveras or skulls. And... Uh, and parade through the streets, but they also 
tend to visit, uh, it's also traditional to visit the cemeteries, uh, the graves of family members, and uh, often tidy up, tidy up the cemetery and even clean the, uh, the headstones. Uh, put fresh marigolds and gifts on the, uh, on the grave sites for Los Muertos. So that's El Dia de los Muertos. And does anybody else have anything to offer on that? I, I'm not the only expert. <laughs> I'm not an expert at all. But uh, anybody know more about that? I know you visited. Uh, yeah, I, I that. was down there uh, a few years ago during that, and it, it, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, the whole uh, town shows up, and out of town too, and these people go to the, to the graveyard, graveyards and they decorate the, the graves like you wouldn't believe. I mean, each, each grave is like a work of art. These people put in hours and hours of, of decorating with candles, like you say, candies, yeah. liquors, whatever, you know, just an absolutely beautiful, beautiful uh, celebration. Yeah. yeah. And in our culture, we tend to shy away from, from the whole idea of death. We don't want to think about our death. We don't want to, you know, we, we don't want to see our, our old folks go. But it's, I think it's a really healthy way to, you know, because we're, we're all going there someday. I think it's a really healthy way to, to embrace that. Uh, Carlos Castaneda uh, would say, used to say, death is your ally. It reminds you to live while you're here. So uh, don't forget to say I love you. Don't forget to hug the people you love because cause the, wick, the wick is burning. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. No. Um, celebrated sewing, um, which yeah. is turned into Halloween, and they, when they were converted, All Saints, or, um, All Hallows Day, All Hallows Eve. So before that, though, it was totally different, but it was, um, they modified it to when they were, you know, became Christians. Yeah. So it, they still celebrate that, though, there, and the old, the old tradition. Yeah. And so it's that's pretty interesting too. The whole way they still do that is really neat and honoring their their dearly yeah. departed. Yeah, that that goes all the way back to the druids. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe so beyond cool. that. Yeah. 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 That's uh that's one thing the Christian church was good at in the early days was co-opting all the pagan rituals. Because <laughs> <laughs> they think Jesus was probably born in the spring, but we have this, this wild <laughs> celebration in December we need to we need to get a handle on. <laughs> that's a, that's another story too. <laughs> so for now I'd like to invite you to join me in prayer in this moment of honoring our ancestors. Where we acknowledge the ultimate ancestor, our creator and the source of all that is, whether we call that one God, spirit, divine mind, or Dios, we recognize the divine present in ourselves and in all of creation. Knowing that we are one with God and one with everyone who has ever lived or ever will live, we bring ourselves fully present into the eternal now. Looking back through time with profound gratitude to our ancestors and gazing into the distant future to those whose ancestors we will be, we enter into this sacred covenant to give our very best to this life, 
To be wise stewards of the planet, we will leave to our children's children's children. To continue our work to build a love-soaked world for them to be born into, and to make of ourselves an eternal spiritual resource which they can tap into for strength, love, wisdom, and a sense of deep belonging. As I release this prayer with gratitude for all that has been and all that will be, I simply say thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. And we anchor this into our experience by saying together, and so it is. Amen. Each Sunday we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we're doing here by sharing of your financial goods, should you choose to do so. If you're at home watching us online, you can go to mysticheart.org and use our donate link. It's at the top right hand of any page. Or you can find our mailing address on the home page and mail us a check if you prefer. We also have a gracious giving program for those who would like to make a heartfelt monthly commitment to our of support so that we can uh, more effectively plan for our growth. And you can find more information about that on our website. As we move into this time of giving, I invite you to hold these words close to your heart. Our affirmation for the offering is, is a heartfelt knowing. Please join me. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love Offering and offering to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. Amen. And as Diane is collecting the offering, please enjoy Dalton singing River of Souls by Dan Fogelberg. I take my place along the shore And I wait for the tide It seems I've passed this way before In an earlier time I hear a voice like mystery Silent moon embraces me, and I'm drawn to a light. I follow footprints in the sand to a circle of stone. I find a fire burning bright. Oh, I In the play of shadows cast, I can dimly discern the shapes of old and gone before, calling me to return. There are no names that fit these faces, there are no lines. Find these ancient spaces 
the spirits dance across the ages and melt into the river of soul. I time I look at stereo. I time I look at stereo. Take my place along the shore And I wait for the time It seems I've passed this way before In an earlier time To every man the mystery Sings a different song Fills this page of history Means his dreams and his gone There are no names That fit these faces There are no lines That can define these ancient spaces The spirits dance Across the ages Built into areas we just take a moment to say thank you for these gifts. We know that all of the gifts offered here are offered from your hearts to ours. The gifts of your time, your skill, your talent, your treasure, your love, your attention, your participation, all of it is what makes up Mystic Heart Spiritual Community. And so we willingly and graciously receive these gifts committed to allowing them to grow and expand and then be offered back out into our community. So thank you all, and so it is. And then just the last reminder that we are working on that second acre of farmland, uh, supporting Farmer's Footprint in their regeneration uh, of that land for growing food without chemicals and tilling. And we're, I think we're nearly there. I think we've, it's $100 to sponsor an acre to be regenerated in a year. And we purchased our last one about a month ago. And I think we're just about ready to uh, support our second acre. 
So thank you for your lunch and coffee donations. That's where all of that goes. So I think that's it for now, except that we have a closing song, because we want you to know that we love you. Love is always flowing from our hearts to yours. That it is. I'd like to remind you also that next Sunday is the is when the clocks change. Oh, yes, so remember to remember to fall back, or you'll be be here helping us set up the music uh, an hour <laughs> early. <laughs> so, so just just put that in your awareness. And also, we're going to be graced by Gary French's presence with our music. Yay. Yeah. It's, it's a not to miss Sunday. Not to miss Sunday. <laughs> All, right. All right, hit it, Maestro. All together, hand in hand, see the light, we take a stand, we are changing. A whole new life for you and me, take it past and set it free. Until we meet again.